Hello and welcome to that 90s wrestling podcast. I'm your host, James Stunstall, and today, very special guest. Both of these girls were his former OVW champions. A lot of UK fans remember him from British Boot Camp. We have Kelly and Lucy, Hannah and Holly, I think I've got that respectively right. The Blossom Twins. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. Uh, as for everyone can see, I'm recording in the car today because I'm actually uh, travelling. But on the plus side, it's actually daytime for a change, so it's all good for me. I know, that's why I, I had to ask you, even though I'd seen it. You know, this is what the hilarious thing was. I felt so silly saying, are you in America or are you in England? Because I'd watched the, I'd seen the show and I'd saw you interviewing. But I had this complete, like, sitting there watching it going, is he American or is he English? Because we're so used to, like, obviously yeah. Kelly's husband. And then we were so used to being around, like, uh, our American friends and hearing them all the time. So I had to ask. And I'm like, why am I asking? <laughs> But then you said it, and I thought, oh, that means we don't have to worry about the time difference. So Yeah. Well, I've got a weird accent anyway, because my family is like antique dealers. I used to be like literally traveling all up and down the country with with them. I just picked up these like wide range of accents. So uh, no one can ever work my accent out. That's what I mean, when you can't always pinpoint somebody. And then you're thinking, and now with Chris, when we listen to him, I just forget half the time, unless we're around like really British people. And then I'm like, oh, you can tell. Um, but yeah, so I did have to ask. <laughs> uh, I feel I feel sorry for everyone down here because uh, I'm from Nottingham, but I've just moved down to Somerset, and yeah. they haven't got, got they haven't got a clue what I'm saying half the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Cool. So uh, I suppose we um, get to the beginning then. Uh, your childhood was you uh, fans growing up? Well, you okay. Um, not until we were twelve. We we've. Think that we, like, I don't remember ages. We watched, we saw a few clips of wrestling at our nana and granddad's house, maybe when we were a little bit younger. And we remember Hulk Hogan from one of the episodes we must have seen. So we watched a few of his movies, didn't yeah. we? We, all, we love Mackenzie's Island. I don't even know if people remember that one as much, yeah. but that was one of our favorite movies. Um, yeah. And then until we were 12, um, that we actually properly got into it. And then as soon as we loved Big Show, we loved Triple H, and then we saw the Hardy Boys, and that was like, yeah, that was every scrap bit of paper, every small yeah. planner we had, it said the Hardy Boys. Boys. We draw the Hardy Boys symbol, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. from the age of twelve, it's like we were hooked. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah, because a lot of people, it was rather um, like, for example, myself, like my uh, father was a fan, and he used to have like, say, the videotapes lying about, and I discovered like Royal Rumble '91. And it was like yeah. Hulk Hogan, and yeah, basically just fell in love with it since then. And I know for a lot of people, though, the attitude there is what got them, especially the Hardy Boys. I, I don't think people realize how much the UK fans love the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Oh, we no, do. We were uh, because yeah. I mean, our granddad, like, out of all the people, like our granddad um, used Remember. to talk to about yeah. uh, to us about it all the time. And he, he'd love to know like the inner workings and stuff. So he must have seen it somewhere. Mm. And then our mum and dad do remember the old British, you know, yeah, well, mum must have watched oh, so it. She, yeah, so she must have yeah. seen it. But yeah, like our mum was a saint as well. Once we got into it, she we used to have a little wrestling shop in Stockport. And she used yeah. to go there. And she used to be their like biggest customer for all the stuff she, of the hard <laughs> she used to get us. It was crazy. But um, yeah, she yeah our always, bedroom walls were just... Hard boys. Imagine we put every poster that ever came in any of the WWE magazines yeah. on the wall, but it was these giant Hardy Boys like posters everywhere. Yeah. And I don't think from the age of 13 to 18 we were ever out of a Hardy Boys yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. We had a fair as only a four-letter word, three extreme, yeah. two extreme. Like we had we had them all. And we <laughs> still do in our cupboards. Yeah. 
<laughs> I can imagine then, uh, not just the Addy Boys, I can imagine then Lita, she was a big influence for you growing up then. We did, we yeah. absolutely loved Lita, but I think it was just, we wanted to be Matt and Jeff Hardy and we wanted team, to like, yeah. you know, we wanted to be a tag team, so they were just our everything and the fact that we, they were brothers as well, yeah. so it was just, we were always Matt and Jeff, Matt and Jeff, like, yeah. we wanted to wrestle them and we, you know, that's that was our like team dream. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're from um, Stockport, I think I've got that right, so near Manchester, and uh, you found yourselves in uh, Dropkicks, was that right? No, we Future actually shot. found us at Future Shot Wrestling. Future so, Shot, that's it. Yeah. Yes. Nicole, so Alex Damon, Nick Holders was Damon. Dropkicks, I got mixed up. <laughs> and Damon Lee was, like, we pretty much got into it about the time that he was kind of taking over and, like, training yeah. everybody. Um, and it was just fantastic. Like, we were very, very, very shy um, yeah. kids like and teenagers, and we didn't have a lot of friends outside school. Um, or we didn't do a lot outside school. Like our Friday yeah. night was we're going home to watch wrestling. Yeah. Um, so as soon as we were about 16, well, a no, week, yeah, we 15, a week it was we say 15, 15, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> we had just opened up to this world of all these people who love wrestling like we did. And um, yeah, so we were 16 when we went to Future Shock. And it was just a case of us, well, our dad used to take us because yeah. we were very nervous and very shy. So our dad used to take us first. And then we eventually started, you know, making friends and it would just be like a short, bus ride and then train. train ride to get to Future Shock yeah. and I don't know how long how long we're at Future Shock we always seem to add years to things like it seemed longer because you got to know everybody and you were just like family yeah. and like but then I think we were there for maybe two two to three years before we kind of went around and did a few other things like and we'd end up in Birmingham, Birmingham London, London with like SAS wrestling at the time like where oh, yeah. Spud and yeah people trained and then we so we kind of went out there exactly. a little bit more um yeah before OBW. Before OBW. Yeah. Was there many other uh, notable names that trained with you then during uh, Future Shock? Oh, there were so many. We had, well, Damon Lee was, he's still wrestling at the moment and yeah. he's fantastic. And he was like, he says it now with like the wrestling dad, but he like took us under his wing oh, yeah. and he just, he understood how we were like, because so we if, weren't very confident. So yeah, we'd be dreading it if it was like somebody yeah. else taking training because he sort of let us come out of our shelves and um, our shelves in our own time kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but you had, um, Jack, I'm going to remember, Jack Gallagher was there when we trained. Um, Alex Cyanide was there. Um, I literally had somebody in my head and I completely forgot. Um, <laughs> we have... It was like around the time we, oh, Dom Travis, we had Dom. He oh, was, yeah. I, he was yeah. incredible. Um, and so we always used to love training with him. Yeah. Um, but there's loads of guys who are still on the scene today and they um, do, still do Future Shock. Um, but that was yeah. kind of like a yeah. tight-knit group. Yeah. But yeah, so. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and uh, the one thing I looked at, I didn't realise, like obviously we'll get to British Boot Camp later on, but I didn't realise you was in the uh, US before British Boot Camp. So uh, a lot of people a lot yeah. of people realize. yeah because one of the things was like uh, i suppose like over here we didn't get access to ovw uh, unless yeah. you purposely search for it on youtube or one way or another we don't get it on tv basically yeah. um so first time i saw you was on british bootcamp but before we get to that then they're ovw so what was it like you know two young girls like going over to america and then you know training in america OVW and working over there how did it all come about well it's funny because we knew of OVW because Barry who worked at, he was the trainer at SAS and he had us watching like all the old tapes so we'd go to his house and we'd study 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 we had like notebooks about this thick of like tag team yeah. matches 
and we used to watch OVW like Randy Orton and John Cena like at that time. So we'd heard of it and we knew little bits. And then it wasn't until we trained at Future Shot, we'd done a lot of stuff with SAS and we'd been getting more on the UK scene, but we were wrestling guys. Like we hadn't really wrestled any of the girls. Um, yeah. I think at that time we had done the odd chick fight show yeah. Um, because like it was very new yeah, for like, us to be wrestling girls, yeah. and because we loved being a tag team, so and there were a lot of guy tag teams yeah. out here that loved loved wrestling, and like Dan, Danny Hope and Joey Hayes, the models when they were doing that gimmick, we they were our favorite people yeah. to wrestle. Um, so and then Nick Dinsmore came over here, and it was actually at the Future Shock Training School that he did a seminar, and he just got talking to us after, and we remember kind of looking at each other going right he needs to say something like if he doesn't say anything then we're not good enough and you know and he actually came over to us at the end and said have you ever thought about going to America and we were like well yes we've heard of OVW we know um and that was it we had a conversation with him and I swear that must have been the beginning of 2008 and by the August he said to dad right we're going that's it we're going to America we We want to learn we went for a week in August and then we well, so then and we would already started working as well we got jobs to we're in the middle of our like yeah. school job so um it wasn't until the year after that we actually booked in to go for three months and then we just came end of 2009 yeah. so we'd been august 2008 we'd been for a week yeah um we loved it and that was like straight in there with rick rogers and yeah. i've never seen training like it like we were yeah. terrified and yeah, I think we ran hard. to the toilet because it was one of those things if you needed to be sick after the oh. drills and everything All right. so but we loved it and we were like right we want to go back and they were the same they needed girls um so yeah the following september 2009 so from 2009 till 2012 we yeah. were back and forth like from there all the time either doing three month stints and then like a month at home and things so yeah but we loved it i mean like we were wrestling like we were literally because we were in america and we would sit we'd saved up and obviously um saved up as much as we could working here for as long as we had so um by the time we got there it was just all your day was was gym wrestling bake a bit cook a bit like do it and we were just having <laughs> yeah, training we trained, because we went to yeah we, we go to the beginners too so we had yeah we did beginners, beginners and rick rogers so rick was usually saturday and sunday, sunday and then you'd usually have house shows saturday and sunday night wednesday was the tv, TV taping and monday tuesday, tuesday, tuesday was, was beginners class, class. yeah so you were wrestling like every day, like all the time. And um, it was hard work, but with, like, just, that's where like family became friends and like yeah, friends, friends became, became family all <laughs> the way around. Because um, it was just everybody from all over the place had come. And, all in the yeah. same boat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All just there looking after each other and being there for each other. So, yeah, we had a blast there. We really cool. did. And uh, you mentioned uh, Nick Dinsmore, which I think a lot of people remember him as Eugene. Um I think he's actually coming on to my show like maybe soon. So uh, I'll mention that, you know, the two years that come on. <laughs> You'll have to say hello because we honestly haven't spoken to him for, but we are, and we're ages, yeah. but we used to see him every now and again when he'd had the beginners. Um, but we do, we owe everything to him because if he hadn't have said it, yeah. I don't think we would have ever had the confidence to go, yeah, well, we oh, we can just go to yeah. America and we can just go do it. Yeah. Um, and when we first got there for that initial week, like he did, he took us under his wing and he, got us from A to B when our dad wanted to be um a, a car show or a car yeah. thing like he was yeah. like I'll pick them up I'll take them to training yeah. and we were like thank you no, no. so yeah we could have done it without him so it was awesome didn't he ever do the Eugene character in person <laughs> was it ever requested no. <laughs> cool so uh you've made yourself over to um OVW and um you had 
basically, well, kind of like two runs, but uh, during your first run, uh, what was it like then working in, in an American uh, scene and how different was it compared to, say, UK scene? It was awesome because the first three months we were there too, we were heels and we've never been heels That's like right. our entire career since. And it was my, like, I wanted to do fun, it more yeah. and I, I really, really wanted to sort of at one at one point have our turn or something yeah. so I could be like, you know, <laughs> like I loved it. Um, and we had like a really good time. Um, the difference was, I think straight off the bat was that we had to learn very quickly TV and like cameras because yeah. You didn't have to think about that before and we never did when we were sort of doing the indies or doing house shows um and so that was like the wednesday night tv tapings were very nerve-wracking because um yeah you just had to learn everything yeah. but the, as far as fans and stuff it, it it was very similar um yeah. people got to know us and i think that was the first place besides future shocks i think we had some fans who really got yeah. to know us over the years um when you can like look back and see pictures when they're like yeah, this big and then they're bigger and Future Shot was every week the same yeah. crowd, and some of them had come to house shows, and you were in the w. same sorry over the WC, yeah. the same area, and um, they got and they were really die hard. Like that was yeah. something that they loved, and they've been going since they were kids. And then now we see people who it is their grandkids, and then their kid. You know, yeah. it's just yeah. say about um oh, yeah. and similarities, but it yeah, uh, TV yeah, was the only thing really say that was really a really big difference. Yeah. And um, yes, uh, that was good. And then um, obviously uh, the main thing was uh, British Boot Camp, which we lived over here, like in the UK. It was on Challenge uh, TV every week and uh, it was really popular. So like I said earlier, I didn't realise you already worked America. I thought TNA literally came over to the UK, handpicked, you know, for the best stars over here and brought them over there. So how was the process? Like, how did you uh, get picked along with uh, Marty Skell and Spud? Well, the funny thing was, we, we'd been in OVW, yeah. um, and then in 2012, we came home because Kelly was getting married, so yeah. she had um, they had to do their visa yeah. process. So Kelly was home, and we were working in a school, and bless the school we were working at, because in January of 2012, we had a tryout. We had a tryout. So oh. TNA were in Manchester, and we went, and we had to wrestle each other. We had a full-out match, like wrestling yeah. each other with D'Lo Brown, like um, being the guy who was kind of like watching, and Doug Williams. Um, and yeah. so we talked to everybody, we got to see everybody, and then it kind of was like, we it went yeah. quiet, like we didn't hear anything, and I, th I think we must have done a few odd shows, but like while we were in the UK, yeah. but we were working, we were kind of saving up, and Kelly was sorting all her stuff out, and then it wasn't, it until, wasn't until maybe, August. yeah, August, like the summer, yeah. um, we got a call from Jeremy Borash saying, well actually now we're doing a show, and we'd like you to be part of this show, so we were like, okay and it was literally action station because yeah. we were working in a school so we didn't have yeah. this time like it was we couldn't just keep going down to london yeah. so they were so good with us and so kind because we just got this schedule and then that was it we were needed in london and but we had all these filming days because i think for most people in england before that unless they knew us from the like two years like we went from yeah over here to 2009 being in OVW, maybe doing the odd show here, and then all of a sudden boot camp. So for a lot of British people, they, 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 no, for a lot of British people, they, <laughs> they like, probably thought, oh, I was like, we've been doing this for ages. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. 
some people probably thought, well, where are these two come we were from? Six we were six years into it. We yeah. were six years into wrestling. But even when Boot Camp came along. To, yeah, but people used to say that on Boot Camp, half the time, Tazzy commentary, we were like, he, he thinks we've never done it. Like, But we literally, because we were in OBW and I guess in that bubble for two years. Yeah. Um, a lot yes. of people probably thought, well, where they got those from? And it's like, no, we were in England before, but then we went to America and then they just so happened to say, so we yeah. were very lucky. And it was, I never thought about yeah, that. No. I was just like, well, no sport. We were yeah, like, hey, yeah. Marty, hey, sport. Yeah. We've known you for ages. So, it was amazing. Yeah. So, it was oh, so, you, so he's new, uh, Martin Spud before and then, yeah. Especially Spud, because with SAS, we were there all the yeah. time. Yeah. And so, he was this te- guy we were studying tapes of mm. and we were learning how to sell and we had to watch him. We were at the SAS shows mm. and watching his matches and it was like, right, to be a baby face, this is what yeah. you've got to do. Marty only, we only met a handful of times, but we'd seen yeah. him wrestle and we'd been to a few shows that he was on. So, But, so, but the four of us yeah. got on really well and it was an awesome experience. Like you knew him and Matty before and so, uh, yeah, so you knew him from um, SAS, you said. Yes, we did. So we've, we've studied Spud a lot. We um, He was the guy that we had to watch as far as learning how to sell. And just yeah. we were always um, on the merch stand at SAS. So we got to watch the matches and see him firsthand and what he did. So it was really cool to kind of connect. and Because like Kelly said, we'd been away for two years at OVW. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to come back to the UK and then kind of get to see everybody again, it was really nice. And it was it was a good time yeah, being yes, in London, yeah, like we yeah, just because nobody knew what they were doing because it was the first real like wrestling yeah. reality yeah. TV, um, and Jeremy Borash was in charge, like leading the thing. But you know, because we we get the question where people go, "Oh, we you know reality TV," and we were those people that are like, "This is not yeah. real, like it's fake." Yeah. Um, I think the lucky thing we had was because it was the first time, and because nobody really knew what happened, not what was going on. Yeah. We just genuinely, like we say to people. It was actually reality. Like there were so many moments where they literally just had a camera and they were just following us to these places and yeah. following us to training and following us everywhere. That the only it time was just yeah, the only time like, it would ever be, oh, you have to do it again would be because something was so funny that had already happened that they yeah. kind of go, Can you do that filming? again? Yeah. yeah. And if they weren't filming it, they'd go, Oh, Spud, can you do that again, please? Because he he just he was on the ball through oh, the yeah. whole of filming yeah. that area. A lot of times, too, where maybe if they were trying to be like Lucy and Kelly, this is the competition, yeah, would you please stop well, laughing at Spud? Yeah. And we were like, like, there was one time where he'd made us laugh in the back of one of the cars. Because he was singing Brian and he Adams. Was, yeah, and we were supposed to be angry because something, well, something had happened and we were like, we're you know. Annoyed. Yeah, well, we were. Like, something had happened where we were kind of like, okay, we were just ready yeah. to get back to wherever. But then he started doing something and we were just proper, like, laughing. And they were like, <laughs> no no you're annoyed and I'm like yeah but I'm not anymore because he's making us laugh and so there would be little things like that and we had to be like Lucy and Kelly this is a competition and we were like sorry yeah. but you know like everybody can win like, we, we were just very like we just had to learn. fun yeah it was so new for us but it was so much fun it was, it was good there was the one part and I felt that's right you were in a bad I think I don't know if you was in Memphis or it was over in the UK and uh <laughs> Nashville, Probably. yeah, Nashville, Tennessee, that's right. And uh, James Storm was with you, and uh, he got spud, didn't he? Was it spud? He got sackless. And <laughs> was it spud who was climbing like the bar counters going wild, or was it Marty? Oh, yeah. I think it was so spud. Had... Possibly, yeah. I, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, because we went we to had a ride a bull. That was yeah. That. But it was just, that was genuinely that. just a fun night out. <laughs> like, we yeah. were just out, and it was just, yeah, they had the, just the cameras and 
But yeah, the TNA TNA guys were all really nice, and we'd met them. Really good crew. Like I said, we'd seen them in the January, and then we knew people. I guess you could, you always know people and hear people, especially because we'd been at OVW. Yeah. Um, and we'd had like WWE tryouts as well. So we kind of knew a lot of like different people. And yeah. so everybody was very friendly and very welcoming, which was nice. It feels um, like it was a very short amount of time that we filmed it, but it feels like longer for some yeah. reason. Because of the yeah. way we got to know everybody, it feels like a, it was a lot longer. And because it was split between America and England. So we filmed a lot right. around here. And then we filmed stuff at home and then we flew out to america and did all that stuff too so it was quite we fit quite a lot in in a short amount of time so yeah we got to know everybody really well and it was lovely yeah and um i interviewed him recently uh nick Alders, which magnus uh tna fans i uh, didn't interact much with him because he he's pretty much like led the charge for a lot of the british guys um in recent years him and uh, doug williams and i would imagine like when he heard the fact they're gonna TNA is going to make a show specifically about British wrestlers. I would imagine he was all on board with it. So, did you interact much with him? We met him a few times yeah. on indie shows, like just in the UK, yeah. like I remember, and yeah. he was always very nice. And then I remember doing after like boot camp and when I was kind of signed and we did the pay per views, he was always sweet and like would look out for people. And then I was really in my element one night when we did the, I'm sure it was the, the World, was yeah, the the World Cup or something, the World Class, something. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It was, so it was me, and then obviously you had Rob Terry and you had Nick, and I'm thinking, but I was upset that day because I was wearing my British gear, and I was like, and then I don't think they did, and, I, and there was that one thing when I think we were all in the ring at the same time, and I was like, oh, but I, I'm just going to sneak into this faction. Like, I was like, <laughs> I just wanted to sneak in. But I don't think they wore their gear, they're like the British flag or something that day. That's all yeah. I remember. And but, no, every time we were like, we'd yeah. meet them and see them. They're he, did really few, he did a few bits and bobs of boot camp as well, I think. Like he did a lot of some voice yeah, stuff, commentary and things. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. did, yeah, he did actually. Yeah, he was a great guy. Like uh, we had an interview, we was talking for like two hours. Uh, but yeah. so many people said that it's the best interview he's ever done, which I'm quite proud of because he's a yeah. UK guy. You know, we're all from the UK, England. So it's good to see UK, uh, you know men and women stayed um so it was great to talk to him so he always seems like a nice guy and uh, I would, uh yeah. you mentioned him earlier also um you came across him as he was doing boot camp uh hulk hogan what was it like just being in the guy's presence uh, i could i can only well, imagine he was just so starstruck no well, funnily enough the only no? i will say the only person we have ever been starstruck in in like wrestling and i think in life is jeff hardy um yeah. but hulk hogan, there's, there's there's something about Hulk Hogan that even though he's like larger than life and we've loved him since we were little, it was like he's so nice he and he was so down to earth that this you could have the com- I know yeah. this is our experience, but you'd have a conversation with him and There's he'd no give either. you advice and he'd talk and then oh he'd be chatting to somebody and if somebody came up to him, yeah. he never made you feel like awkward if you were hanging around to try and ask him something or yeah. anything like that. And it wasn't until we said that until we watch boot camp back and there's that bit where we had the match in um like the impact arena and he's talking about us and he's talking about us in the ring wrestling i don't think it actually occurred to us at the time we're having this match and hulk hogan's in the back watching it until we heard the commentary watching it back so we were like hang on a second because a lot of us we didn't know watch the episodes until the end so a lot of it was very yeah it really it really was but yeah there's no ego about him like we we, that's from our our personal experience but every single time we met him that he had time for everybody and he just never seemed like this big 
not just like, to us, but like, like the yeah, people just, you yeah, were around. around. Like we've been backstage a few times where um even like when we were in Louisville, like our Louisville friends and the people from OVW were having tryouts or talking and he just turn and talk to me he was just like part of the people that were stood there talking to people and talking to everyone it was really nice yeah cool and uh you mentioned it and he was in tna at the time uh jeff hardy so uh (laughs) they didn't track with him much what was it like yeah it's just something i mean obviously he was on every sticker and the teachers we regret saying back your english books or something and we were like okay and then it's like, yeah. come in and like <laughs> it is a bit it is Jeff Hardy. as well there's something about him like it where he just and we have the, the we've actually got a picture with him and that was jeremy borash because jeremy borash just understood how much you know if you yeah. love wrestling when you're it since you're a kid you know what it feels like like i know when you get older people will be like oh it's this that and if you're in the business you have that kind of professionalism which we always had but at the same time, inside, you'd be like, yeah. oh, my God. And I think when we took the picture, Jeremy Borash actually stopped enough to say, can you take it? And we got to talk to him just and say Yeah, we thank did, we you. did, because I think we were um, determined one day to just be able to say thank you. Because if it wasn't for him and Matt, like yeah. we'd, we wouldn't have like been the people that had gone, yeah. right, we can do it. But like um, even, I think even when we were actually backstage at TNA once, um, Jeremy, we it was the first time we'd ever been, we'd, We'd been to a, t- um, a wrestling show here before and we'd seen Matt Hardy, but Jeff hadn't come over to the UK. So TNA was the first time we were actually realised that, hang on a second, when we see Jeff come out now, it's the first time we've ever watched him live. So Jeremy Borash actually let us go and sit in the crowd for it because we were like, this is so cool. Like that was the little... Yeah, like he'd never been in England. No, no, he'd never Not been when in we Yeah. So it was like, for us, that was... And Jeremy Borash, again, was just so wonderful with us because he knew how much it yeah. meant. We got to then he is it's just Jeff Hardy even and, now when I watch I know they Jeff say Hardy. etiquette so this is like <laughs> oh, no. smack our wrists because in wrestling you go up and you any job but you go yeah. up and you introduce yourself to people yeah. and you say hi it's nice to see you. you know it's a work day you're going around where if Jeff was like here and you're walking and I'd be like oh there's another way around like I'll go because I couldn't just <laughs> go oh we're working in the same place I'll just shake your hand I was yeah, like I'll see you later I'll go go this way so and maybe that was wrong. Even now, though, if the WWE Network's on in my house and something comes on and it's Jeff Hardy related, I end up sitting there. Yeah. If I had something to do, I'll just sit there and watch it because it's yeah. just, it's childhood, it's him, there's just something about him. So that's a long way And uh, well, this uh, this interview will be released like next week, but this weekend he's in like a triple threat match, a uh, ladder match with AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. So I can only imagine it's going to be a pretty good match. I was going to go AJ Styles, and I was literally just going to go, AJ Styles is phenomenal, and then I was like, but he is another, like, yeah, he is another, yeah. and somebody who inspired us and was just so really, like, and humble kind. and good-hearted, like, every time we met him and stuff, so he's awesome. Cool. And uh, one part, uh, we'll get back to the boot camp, and uh, one part of the show as well, which uh, it's quite sad to talk about, but you had a training session with uh, Johnny Saint, and unfortunately, he passed away this year, and... Uh, for British fans and world sport fans, which is a little bit before our time, but obviously your parents and grandparents, same as mine, they showed us some of it. Uh, what was it like working with him, like training and stuff? Rollerball Rocco. Oh, Rocco. <laughs> <laughs> I got the other white. Johnny Saint just sat next to you, Kay. Rollerball Rocco. Yeah, we have seen Johnny Saint, I think, on... I don't yeah, know if we've we, 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 yeah, we yeah. seen him. Yeah, but yeah. But roll no, he was lovely rollerball rocker. Yeah. Like I mean, 
really nice man to work with and just we spent a day with him doing the training and look just lovely again to have feedback because we obviously in OVW we had Rick Rogers and being the a similar era and the, the way they school, teach you in yeah. old school you, you could just lovely. sit there and you'd just be listening yeah. to him because we love obviously just wrestling like that was our yeah. favorite thing just obviously to get in the ring roll around and train and the knowledge and the stuff that like he so could do and he yeah. could impart on us you just could just sit there and just be like okay like I'm just gonna sit and listen I don't need to say anything and then obviously and I remember because you said he had a pacemaker didn't yeah. he so and he was yeah. still trying to like get in well, and do stuff and show us and it'd be like well maybe, maybe just be a bit careful maybe, but he yeah. he wanted to do it and it was honestly to have that you know interaction and be yeah. able to have met him we were, were very lovely. lucky we were very yeah. lucky with the show and who we got to meet and yeah. who we got to learn from yeah yeah. I, I don't know why I thought I uh, said Johnny Saint. I I know who I meant, Relable Rocker. I think the reason why I said Johnny Saint, I've been watching a lot of NXT UK lately. So I'm glad you corrected me. <laughs> People will be thinking Johnny Saint's died. Never heard this before. <laughs> Relable Rocker, my mistake. Um, so as uh, towards the end of the show, so did you just like always knew who was going to win it or was it like a shoot when they said to you like right the winner is uh how did it work out it was a shoot because it was very yeah very emotional because like i said it was all behind the scenes it was all kind of a little bit crazy kelly was like i said it was still the year that kelly was working on getting a visa for like marriage so there was a lot of stuff that was on behind the scenes yeah and it was like it was one of those things that even just thinking about staying in america i was like well, this is the big shot, you know, to get your um, contract, to get your work visa, to be a wrestler and be living in America. And so I was like very anxious and very nervous. And you didn't and say anything, did you? No, well, nobody told us anything. We were stood in the back lot, like where TNA was, but, filming. was filming. And oh, then God. Hulk Hogan just kind of hanging out, stood there, and then Dixie Carter. And then it was just like, right, they needed to film stuff, but they, it, it took forever. And then you just had to go and stand in this room. And I think all four of us were just like yeah, shaking. Yeah, didn't say the whole way through. They never really said anything. No. And they never, um, like, yeah, so we didn't really know what was going to happen or how it was going to yeah. play out. And then, well, yeah, because then we were on the tour. I think all that, air, well, no, yeah, we were on the tour. And then it wasn't until the Manchester tour, because we weren't on the show, obviously. We, um, yeah. Because, yeah, I think we'd done the tour. We, we, all, we all did we the house shows house in the tour. So that was really yeah. cool. And that was something that was a lot of fun to do. I'm trying to remember Matt Auden now. So yeah, then the aired, the, yeah, then but then it was Manchester where she suddenly, that was even a surprise because she said, we want you to come out into the arena, but we weren't wrestling. And then she right. said to us, that actually, she would like to sign us as well and, you know, Go take us to America. America. And we were like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. So it was all very... <laughs> then, it, then it was awesome though, because we got then to have Spud in America and show him all our friends that we'd seen, help him get apartments, do all that kind of stuff. So we knew everybody. So then having Spud there, it, it was kind of like, even though we had a lot of family there having him there yeah. too was like oh look we have our english friends like and having yeah. that mix of a sudden across the pond was really awesome for us so we loved having him there too and then that was the time i think the ovw kind of ended up being a bit more um uh, joining yeah. forces with so they sent a lot of like impact um talent to ovw so then we were yeah. all kind of training and al snow was kind of popping in and out so yeah so then that was like yeah training changed and stuff and so it all worked out yeah. in the end, in a way, but <laughs> then like in certain ways. Yeah. But. And uh, one of the uh, big matches you had as well, like before you mainly concentrated back on OVW, it was uh, yourselves and uh, Marty's girl against uh, Jesse uh, Tara, which everyone knows as Victoria, and uh, Gail Kim. And uh, 
I'm pretty sure that was the match where Marty suffered a pretty bad injury diving through the ropes. Uh, what was it like um, when he went through them ropes? And after the match, I can only imagine like what condition he was in. Yeah, that was Matt, Marty's tough though. I don't oh, even yeah. remember. I like, no, I think he came backstage and he, he was, was kind of like, shook up uh, and, yeah, yeah, and he had to be seen to because I think they were filming stuff and he had to sit out a yeah. little bit because he was just all bleeding from everywhere. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. I thought it was head. No, I think it was like shoulder. But yeah, shoulder. I remember going into it. That was that was lovely though because we got to experience that with him though too to have that match and be in England and that was one of yeah. the biggest matches, the, oh, the, the biggest match we've ever done, and we. We we wrestled um, Tara and Gail on all the house shows that we'd been doing, yeah. so we'd had experience in the ring with them. But we, so we really enjoyed wrestling them, and yeah, it was a really cool match and really cool experience to be part of. Yeah, yeah and uh, I think that's one thing like UK fans miss the most, like uh, Impact. Well, Impact Wrestling now, but when they used to tour the UK, because uh, they've always had such a strong fan base over here. Uh, I don't think they realise it neither, and. Um, like I've kind of got like a partnership with Impact now. I speak to their stars like every other week, uh, which is pretty good. Like I've chatted to like Eric Young, uh, Diana Perazzo now is over there, and um, Ace Austin and such. And I've been on the press passes these last week or so, so it's uh, it's pretty good. Um, but that's probably the one thing I would love to see like Impact come over here. I think there is plans. Well, there was plans this year to like for them to come over here, but unfortunately with COVID. Just put a stop to like everything, um. But yeah, so that was your biggest match in Impact in Wembley Arena, and then you went back to OVW and uh, started working with mainly uh, Lady Tapper and Taylor Hendricks. Um, and like you said, like OVW kind of went over makeover. It was more like working with TNA, I suppose. And you had that awesome like four woman ladder match. What's it like working that match? That was awesome. We loved working when Lady Tapper came along. We loved working with her because it was kind of our dream come true for storylines because it was the yeah. big man and she was lovely. So it's like we really got on well with her and, you know, we always had these ideas. And um, that so was that was fun. so much fun. And like all the house shows were really good with her too because it was, it was just us getting to kind of do that big man, little man, and we really and enjoyed just, it. Yeah. And like, yeah, we got to do the twin switch a bit more then. So it's kind of almost taking it back to basics. But then because we had so much more experience and knowledge, yeah. it was really kind of getting to put everything we'd learned into these matches. And they were so much fun. Um, the ladder match, match was a dream come true because we were just like, it's going to be the Hardy Boys for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not really. <laughs> It was like, but it was the story. We enjoyed it. Yeah, it was the story. We loved the story of just having the ladder, the four of us, what we were going to do, and then obviously our big thing at the end that Al Snow had said so much, like you know, you got to get that thing at the end with you, like Lucy I think that was the first your... time we'd really had, had like somebody specifically say, right, this shot at the end is what is we... like, and we are like we've always just got so into the stories, and we're very specific. If you anybody we've ever wrestled, it's like we're very specific, and we're very like. Right. Well, how? What's the? How's this work for this? And what's this going to tell? And how, yeah. how? You know, why is this person doing this in a story? And then, so the fact that with, with Al, we kind of got to do that, and with that match, it was very, very specific. With we need this shot at the end of the match. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. And you kind of had that weight on your shoulders, going, okay, we can't screw this up now because this is sets up for everything. Yeah. Um, so that was yeah, it was a it lot was a of learning fun. experience too because we never really wrestled with like ladders tables yeah. chair we've never done any of that that's literally the one and only match we've ever had with that stuff and i just remember yeah. it being so funny because i i don't like heights very much and because the ladder there's certain 
there's certain things like shots in that match where you're looking and it seems like I am terrified and I'm literally like two rungs off the ladder. But what yeah. people don't realize, you're not just on the two rungs of the ladder, you've got the ring as well. So all of a yeah. sudden when you're in the ring's wobbling and you're like, no matter how high you are <laughs> on that ladder, it is scary. It's people scary. always go, are you just like selling there? Yeah, or like, like are no you way. really like scared or is it taking <laughs> that long to like climb up that ladder and like if it's Kelly it's yeah, legit it's taking that long to get <laughs> I, think, like, I think at one point I did say to Taylor stop shaking it I, I was like genuinely I'm like please stop it I don't like this at all and it's, uh, but yeah but it was fun to do it's nice mm -hmm. to kind of tick off your list to say that we did it yeah, and to tell a story because that that's yeah. our like ultimate and yeah thing. I think just the ladder but then having that story in that match yeah. was like that's why I enjoyed that that was yeah. a lot of fun Cool. And um, not long after this, um, you just decided to leave TNA. So um, like, I've I've listened to quite a few interviews you've done, and uh, I think, was it like a contract situation why you just decided not to resign, or what was it? Uh, we hear mixed reports. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard one to explain, because basically after boot camp, they said, come to America, which we did, because we were going to America. And well, basically, I had then a work visa. Yeah to work for TNA. So I was signed to TNA, but I couldn't yeah. sign as I was on a, I had got my marriage visa and I was getting married. But then when once you do that, you have to wait to get your green card before you can work. So I couldn't sign anything. So that's why Lucy appeared on certain pay-per-views and certain TNA shows without me. And then, but then as it all kind of went on before I got my green card, I wasn't having as much fun wrestling. And it'd been a while. Once we got back over there, we hadn't been home for a while or seen our family. And I think I was just getting a little bit, my ideas were changing. And we, I don't know, it, it would stop being fun for a while. There and were a few TNA things where, went. like, backstage kind of things where, like, places, had OBW had yeah. changed a little bit and there was a lot of stuff going on that just wasn't very fun. Yeah. And then... Obviously, with Kelly, me having to do stuff yeah. without Kelly, like we wish if we could sort of go back in time yeah. and it was meant to be the way, you know, we'd yeah. have loved to have been hot, like as a tag yeah. team yeah. and like have done everything. But just the way life happened, it was meant to be that way that yeah. I was kind of doing the pay-per-views, which I loved and I enjoyed, mm. but I very much missed and the didn't feel like I had quite that confidence without Kelly there. Um, and then there was a lot of talk of when, um, I guess people in, were talking yeah. about how we were going to come in and you know our mind it was like well, we're a tag team this is it now yeah. we're living our dream we're in impact wrestling we, we want to be like a like tag them. team tag team champions one day um but there was just a lot of talk about well, we're not going to have you as sisters or we're not going to have you as twins or we're going to do this or we're going to do this and we were like well, you've signed us we like we couldn't understand yeah. like the logic behind us being twins and going, well, hey, the Bella Twins are kicking ass in WWE. Why can't we kick ass in TNA? And so that when there was all this, like, talk about different things, we were going, uh, yeah. that doesn't really and then, make and then, sense. Yeah. Like, and then I think it was just what, uh, something about one person didn't know what the other was doing. So, yeah. so, so I think the people, who, the people who knew technically Dixie had said we had a contract weren't the same people then later on when it I was like, kind of can time. you let Kelly know yeah. so she can, when <laughs> Kelly, the time is right, so Kelly can just, sign. Like, it was just really weird. Like, And then some people didn't know I hadn't signed one. And I was like, no, I keep telling everybody that I can't. Yeah, so yeah, it was just up in the air. But it was kind of what, I don't know, we say, and I mean, I had the opportunity to stay on, but like, it was just a bit of a weird time. And I was thinking, I don't, I didn't think I had the confidence yeah. without Kelly to just be, basically just be a wrestler without Kelly. Um, yeah. So, 
and it kind of did and it is sad like our dad goes oh like you can't talk about it with our dad because <laughs> he gets very <laughs> um but yeah so we would we really would have loved to and i think we always say the timing of wrestling as well because also when we got to impact we say now that being a wrestler nowadays and being a woman's wrestler nowadays is amazing and like now yeah. you can't help goosebumps and i think mm. we came in at it like just before it, i know and I then think, bailey came along yeah. and you were like uh, so i think we just missed the boat in our like time in our lives where we when, when we got to impact as well we were still those people that did not want to do sexy like we did not want to have any part of that like we admired yeah. all the knockouts and and in a way we just looked at them like well you can do it because you look like that and we just didn't have that confidence so there were things there that we were still trying to figure out going I don't think we we can do that and that's not for us and we want to wear this gear and we want to do this so I think it was all like wrestling hadn't quite changed then for women no. and then we kind of stepped back and then Bailey and everybody and it was just like and now it's just the most amazing place and to watch the women is just it is it's just incredible so yeah, yeah. it was just like a mixture but yeah and uh you uh, return to your passion in life, uh, so your your books and your cakes. So, uh, how have you used like uh, doing that now? I can imagine. Uh, I just look at your Instagram every day you're supposed and uh, you seem to be really enjoying it. So, uh, how much are you looking at at the minute? Yeah, for for whatever, like Lucy's saying. Then, as far as timing with like the girls and Bailey and Charlotte and Becky and Sasha and everybody, we can cheer them on. We like, we can cheer them on because for all the stuff we did as far as OVW, British Boot Camp, that all felt like it came into our life at the right time and everything yeah. happened, you know, the way it should have done for us. And now we're like with Lucy, yeah, Lucy went back to, well, Lucy started writing her books yeah. like maybe two years after or something we stopped. Maybe a year after we stopped, year or so, like a yeah. year or two. And then... So one dream that kind of yeah. ended and then it was like, okay then, well, now we've got these ideas. And so we're always following little dreams yeah. and kind of doing things and keeping going. So um right now yeah we're very happy just doing writing like it's my favorite thing and um, being home we came back home. home like two and a half years ago so we got to spend a lot of time with our nana over the last two years so yeah definitely got back we've always been home going bodies. to america made us obviously we were cooking lots in our own kitchen and really finding our passion and inspiration for our um, grandparents but then being home it was just tenfold like yeah. all of a sudden everything back and just having the inspiration around the corner so yeah food yeah. books Writing, <laughs> we absolutely love now, so we're happy doing that. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm watching um, Chris Sharp on NXT UK every Thursday yeah. night, on the... so yeah, that's that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the thing is, well, you mentioned it. The um, do you ever get the itch to come back, especially after seeing? Obviously, I know TNA's always had the knockouts there. Like to me, they don't get enough credit for women's wrestling how much they actually pushed it. But obviously now it's become more mainstream with the women's evolution. And with that, and also NXT UK, do you feel like, oh, I've still got a bit of a niche to return or are you happy where you're at now? The hardest part is, we always do. Like every time oh, yeah. I watch it, I think, oh, come on, just oh, yeah. do it. We have dreams. Every, oh yeah, we have dreams of just going triple A. Just listen, <laughs> I've, got, I've just got this idea. But it's one of those things where we have so much respect for wrestlers and what they do. And it's like, and that would be me now, you know, it's like going, well, can I just do this? And it, and you can't, you know, the people are on the road, they're up and down the country, they're in the gym 24 seven. And 
So it's not just a case of kind of, I'm just going to go back to training on the weekends. And we have, we've been training the odd time since we've been back. You love it. Um, yeah. But it's hard and it hurts. Yeah. And it's, and so obviously getting in that condition again would take a lot more than just like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to yeah. do it for a month and then I'll be ready, Triple H. I want to go wrestle Rhea, Rhea Ripley and stuff. And it's like, well, no. Yeah. So you yeah. have those dreams and you still yeah. have those things like, oh my God, I'd love to have that match. Yeah. But then the respect to have for wrestlers, it's like, I'm not in that mind frame, even watching it and studying it. So you're on the ball yeah. to like speak and, you know, just know all the stuff. It's, it's hard. So it takes a, it'll take a big lifestyle change and not just kind of yeah. picking it up here and there. Um, but we always say never say never, but. Cause you always have that. We, we <laughs> love, we love, there's always, there's something, obviously there's something about it that once it gets into your skin, you're absolutely yeah. like, it's always there. It is. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. so cool so the last segment of the show it's uh called that 90s wrestling podcast i'll be honest the reason it's originally called that i was at the very beginning i used to review like the older WWE pay-per-views from the 90s yeah. but okay. since i've been fortunate getting interviews i'm like right i'm gonna have to change the name of the show just put a segment i'm like it'd be easier just to put a segment so what i'm gonna do i'm gonna ask you your favorite 90s uh pop culture things favorite wrestlers so okay, okay. it's pretty simple let's we'll get going thousand, yeah. <laughs> cool. right so first one what's your favorite 90s movie 90s movie would that include anything mary kate and ashley is that the uh, it's the 90s <laughs> yeah, yeah but then i was gonna be like three ninjas because we would have been watching it in the, the 90s. 90s yeah Three this days. is when our age and like, oh, like okay. Anything <laughs> with Kate and Ashley, Sabrina is a teenage witch. The movie that I really, and really want to watch, and Three Ninjas. We are, we're oh, obsessed cool. with. It's like yeah. even now, if we watch it, we're like, it's my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I still put on for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't find the first one anywhere, and we thought we owned it on VHS, and, and it's actually the second one, Kick Back, where they go to Japan. Yeah. Have it on DVD, and I left it in America, and now I don't have it anymore. And I'm like, so I kind of can't find it. Okay. So but I'm happy yeah. with that. Three ninjas yeah. and Mary Kate. Sorry, Any, anything Mary Kate and Ashley to watch. Uh, yeah. Just uh, hang on. Are you okay? I have to record off my phone because uh, my phone's about to go flat. Nineties um, <laughs> uh, TV show. Oh, um. I don't know if this is the 90s, but Home Improvement. Oh, um, yeah. Because we grew up watching oh, yeah, that with true, our family. Yeah. That would what? be the only thing we could get our mum to sit down and watch. We watched it all as a, yeah. Yeah. All six. Jonathan of Taylor Thomas. Yeah. Home That's Improvement. Special. Tim Allen. Okay. Cool. Uh, your favourite 90s um, wrestler? Favourite 90s? Yeah. Mm. Right, you're going to have to help me here, though, because we got into it in 2000. Two, yeah. So coming up with any would it be anything like Triple H? Triple H yeah. is the first kind of one. I don't know when he started, but he would he would have been getting into his little yeah, Triple Shawn H. Michaels. Yeah. I say Triple H. Triple H. Nope. Oh, and favorite uh, 90s tag team. Seems like your tag team was. I think I know the answer. <laughs> oh, oh, the boys, yeah, they were the going up and before yeah, we yeah, into the Attitude Era. Yeah. yeah. So the minute the Hardy Boys became a tag team, we were liking them. Yeah. So, oh, that was always destined to be. So yeah, the Hardy Boys, hands down. Cool. And the last one, I'm guessing it's going to be the Hardy Boys as well. Your favorite '90s match? Oh, 
Obviously, this is where I'm terrible because we watched so many yeah, like old school know, matches, 90s, but I wouldn't. I couldn't tell you the date or it wouldn't when be, it was. It wouldn't be in the nineties necessarily. No, because no, we and obviously all the Attitude Era stuff we saw in like from the two thousand onwards. But the amount of stuff we watched old school, I don't remember date, but I couldn't give you a date. <laughs> terrible. But this is gonna sound. Somebody's gonna look at me and be like, "But the Rockers, like I don't know what era." I'm giving this to my hand, like, if they did anything. <laughs> we love watching, well, the, we rockers, love watching we the Rockers old school matches. But they I were, like, our favourite, but I don't know what era. Uh, well, I couldn't tell you what year they were. No. But if it was, like, we watched the Hardy Boys from 2000, if we could go back and watch, like, the Rockers, which we did, we'd say, like, them. So before the Hardy Boys, we watched the Rockers, but I couldn't tell you the date. Just matches, yeah. like, before. That's that's our answer. <laughs> I'm trying to stick it to it. Time is not like time and dates. I can't I tell remember you. Anything. I can recite the whole verse of Jeff Hardy's like introduction in one of the um, the extreme magazine, but I cannot remember dates. <laughs> so there you go. We can actually, if you would like us to start. No, start. <laughs> we won't. Well, we ramble. Like this, <laughs> uh, where can everyone uh, find you on social media? At the Blossom Twins. We're pretty much at the Blossom Twins on Instagram, Twitter. And then Facebook, I think we have like the Blossom Twins blog. Oh, yeah. Well, that's and theblossomtwins.com has like all our like, we do book reviews and talk about books a lot. Um, and then if we're on Twitter, you'll probably see us randomly talk about wrestling every now and again. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, Lisa and Kelly, thanks very much for coming on. It's a great time talking to you. Uh, sorry for the uh, connection issues and my phone playing up. I got no idea what was wrong with it today. <laughs> so, oh, you, know, um, you had to bear with us while I was trying I to figure out why my. Laptop decides not to do video. (laughs) Thank you you so much for having us on. It's been nice to go down memory lane and talk about wrestling. Oh, it's great. Cool. So thanks very much, and hopefully we can do it again. Sounds good. Thank you. Hey everyone, thanks for listening, hope you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to also head over to our YouTube channel where you can watch all our interviews in video format and catch our top 25 countdowns. And if you could like and subscribe, that would be even better for us. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at That90sWrestlingPodcast. Till next time, we'll see you then. Bye!